Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What's up, airheads? Listen, y'all may or may not ever see this. If you're saying it at all, I guess that seemed like a weird thing to say, but here's what we're doing. We're <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> we, it's our last... They'll see it in some form. They'll see it in some form. This is our last night in Scotland. So we thought Scotland! Our last night in Scotland it is. We thought we're going to London tomorrow morning, and then we're going to fly home the, the morning after that. So uh, three weeks, you just spilled the drink on your balls, On my you? cold balls, yeah. I, I got cold balls. That's unfortunate. Uh, we thought, you know, we'd try to get some thoughts down and give you that sort of rundown of the experience. And if we feel at the end of this that it ends up hidden, then we're going to release it to you. And ideally, you will forgive the differences in format, as we said. And quality. And, and quality, audio and technical, you know, audio video quality. You'll forgive the differences there in exchange for the offset in the sort of novelty of the experience. So that's kind of what we're thinking. Uh, so we'll obviously producer Russ not here. It's just the two of us in, a, in our hotel room in Scotland and Edinburgh, just doing this for you. And hopefully it hits. So, hi. So I've had a wonderful time. I, I've mentioned to you several times in like the past couple of days that like we were in London three weeks ago doing stand up, mm. and that both feels like yesterday, and it feels like it was a year ago. And I think it's like because three month three three weeks over here, you're experiencing so many different things. We've been to different you know countries. We've been to different cities, and it's just all sort of. It just feels like I'm in a completely different world. Just setting the stage for everybody. When he he says we've been to different countries, we have and we have not. We've been to England and Scotland, right? Who very much consider themselves separate company or countries. You can tell after having been here for a while, but. They're all technically part of the United Kingdom, which is one country on the global stage. So it's two countries, but also it's the same country, whatever. They, Scotland, I, we've met a lot of Scots who have told us Scotland will be independent and it won't be long. There's like so. a referendum coming up, isn't there? No, they don't have one set yet, but the way they... Is that what it's called, a referendum? referendum. Yeah. They had a referendum on it like eight years ago or something like that and barely stayed in the UK. Like it was like 52 to 48 or something like that for them to stay in the UK. And then everybody we've talked to has said, like, you know, and since then, it's been a lot of bullshit with Brexit and the pandemic and Boris Johnson and all that. And they're like, so we've been kind of busy with right. things not hitting. But once we can get another referendum on the books, they've all been saying to us, like, I guarantee you right now we're going to be our own country before long. So, you know, good for them. How do you think that's going to, like, shake out? Like, do you think well, it'll be a clean they, cut? Well, they want to be back. They want to be back in, in the, the EU. EU. Right. Like, they never wanted to be part of Brexit. They didn't want to leave the EU in the first place. So they want to be back in the EU. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, I mean, what's England going to do? Like, they, like, I feel like we're in a they very... They can't go to war. Right. I say, we're in a very different time now than the way things right. used to work. And I feel like if they have a referendum and the people of Scotland are like, yeah, we're done with y'all, 
I don't know what like I could yeah because it's like, like England's one of our allies like one of our biggest allies but there's no fucking way that if that happened America will be like we gotta side with England like you know what I'm saying especially like if they went to war yeah right because okay. I'm saying like they're not they ain't gonna go to war I know they're not but yeah. I'm saying like you're right it's a different time because like uh, what what Scotland wants is Amer is exactly what America was founded on. Yeah, like no, you seeking used, independence. You used to have to fight a war to right. be able to do that. But I'm and now you can just take a vote. We're in a different place now, I think. So, which is good. You ought not have to war. Wars don't hit. No wars. We've always said wars don't hit. That whole, that war in Ukraine that don't hit. War in Ukraine, genocide. 9-11. And Hitler. And Hitler. None, no, of, those none of those things hit. But see, okay, but like the war in the Ukraine, that is Russia saying, y'all should be us, right? Yes. That's Russia being like, y'all should be us, and Ukraine's like, no, nah, we ain't y'all. So but like, they're just more civilized here. I mean, yeah, dude, Russia, what Russia's doing yeah, is they some serious have. warlord bullshit. That's kind of the whole, that's the reason the whole world is against them right now is because I feel like. It's like, every, we don't do this no more. I, they're not brown. They don't like, have oil. I feel like everybody else in the world is kind of like, we don't do that no more. Right. Like, that used to be a thing you did, going and warring with people to conquer them. Listen, like, hey, we I'm live your- in a civilized country. What you need to do is wait till someone who looks like they're from over there bombs a federal building and then claim that it was them and then go in there and fuck them up and give them democracy and then be like, oops, guess it wasn't them. Yeah. That's what we did to Iraq, wasn't it? Okay. Bombed a federal building? Well, 9-11. 9-11. Yeah. Not, they were, it wasn't a federal building. Sorry. But like, I think what you said made complete sense. I just couldn't follow it. Yeah, right. You said somebody looks like them bonds a federal building, and I started thinking about Timothy McVeigh and OKC. No, 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 no. We would never do that. That's a white person. But like a, yeah, no, a false flag But like situation. we, we, we fucked with Iraq because we were just like, they've got weapons of mass destruction. Maybe the Taliban's there. And then it's like, we did all that, and we're just like, mm, there wasn't any, but hey, you're welcome for the democracy. And so, yeah, well, there was also this element of, the, we were like, we're liberating. Saddam Hussein don't sit. Oh, don't hit. He don't hit. No, that's, no he don't hit. No, he don't hit. But that was part of the narrative was like, we're liberating the Iraqi people from this evil despot, right? Whereas... Which, again, all that was just bullshit because they just, George Bush was mad because they tried to kill his daddy and they had a bunch of old money and Halliburton was going to get rich and Dick Cheney and hit for him and whatever else. That's what was They actually tried to kill George H.W.? Yeah, Iraq did, yeah. But, uh, well, the Saddam Hussein's people people did. Right. Uh, But so, but like with fucking Zelensky uh-huh. in the Ukraine, right? The whole world is like, this dude does it. hit. Right. Saddam Hussein don't hit. Right. Zelensky, Zelensky does, does hit. hit. Yeah, right. And the whole, the whole world's like, this dude hits. Yeah. He so, does. Like, he wears t-shirts. You are not being... That are fitted. Like, he's not wearing right. the fucking, like, uh, little berets that Saddam used to wear with the mustache and the military shirt. He looks like one of us. Saddam Hussein didn't hit. No, Saddam Hussein didn't hit. Did you ever read all that stuff about, like, the American soldiers who, like, got reverse stockholmed by Saddam Hussein? Yeah, that's what um, Homeland's about. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, no. On Showtime? No, I didn't watch that. It's about a soldier for whom, to whom that happened. That's like Actual Saddam Hussein in that show? Uh, I can't know. They were just compared. It's like, like a, a fictionalized a, version, a, but, yeah, it's, right. but it's that, though. That's but what yeah, it's about. This, I read this interview with this one American sol- I mean, he was soldier, captain or whatever, who, like, the way he was doing this interview was like, you really get how this guy came to be who he is because, like, I'm sitting there in a position of 
seeing him at his absolute worst, knowing everything he'd done, knowing that he's about to, and, and he and he had like had me convinced at certain points mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, I don't know about this man. Like he's like I really I liked him. He was my friend. He was a charming guy. He had like papa wisdom and shit. I said all that to say this. He didn't hit. He did not hit. He did not hit. No, I think most of those people who, like, if it wasn't your daddy just giving you a country. Right. If you, like, seized it by force or whatever, I bet most of those guys are insanely charismatic. They'd have to be. You can't genuinely. Hitler was probably charismatic. I I bet they all I mean, have you seen him talk? Right. He captivated them crowds. And everybody was like, this, this is it. This is it right here. Yeah, all the Germans are like, this, this guy hits. This hits. And the rest but, of the world's like, he don't hit. And they're like, no, he does it. But and we're not in a third world war too. Right. But we're not in uh, the Ukraine or Russia where all this bullshit's going on. We're in the UK where it would be a completely different thing. And because we're in the UK, uh, I just wanted to ask you, I wanted to kind of debrief ourselves here for a little bit if we yeah. could. Y'all, the nights are getting longer, but the breeze ain't the only thing getting stiff. That's right, baby. You know I'm talking about our good buddies over at Blue Chew because they're sponsoring this here program. We all know that confidence can take you far in life, guys. And that's especially true in the bedroom when it's time to step up to the wiener plate, the crotchal region of the one you love, the nether regions, their butt or other stuff. Whatever it is, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. So you can take them anytime, day or night. Chew it and do it, baby. So you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. As soon as you get that tap on the shoulder, time for the hot tag, time for you to go in. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. Best part? It's all done online. You ain't got to go down there and see that lady you used to be in journalism class with and be like, hey, what's going on? She like, nothing, something wrong with your wiener? I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with my damn wiener. Don't you worry about my wiener, baby. My wiener's fine. I just like to jack my wiener up with some blue chew. It's going to be in a discreet package. All right? I love it. Your boy ain't going ever without it. I've been on the blue chew train for like five years, and my wife wouldn't even let me think about deboarding that some bitch. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex, and we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. What? Yeah, Corey, I'm telling you, F R E E. When you use our promo code P O A at checkout, just pay five dollars shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code P O A to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast and getting us a big old hard wiener. I love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Putting on Airs is proud to have BetterHelp as our sponsor. I uh, This is your boy, The Cho. I uh, have used BetterHelp in my own personal life, and I'm telling you right now, if you are depressed, have anxiety, if you've thought about it, stop what you're doing right now and uh, do it. Just p- please go to betterhelp.com slash POA to do it and you're going to save 10% off your first month but but do it sincerely I waited for well not wait too long because it's never it's never too late but I really wish that I had have done it earlier because I just it, it's it's really is life changing and unfortunately life 
you know, it doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. I was certainly stuck, and navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or the fact that I'm about to be a dad. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you seriously guys i'm on medication as well but the therapy without the therapy i don't even think the medication would have worked as well the coping skills have just made every decision i make now my instinct is to do the right thing where used to it was not at all and as the world's largest therapy service better help has matched three million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100 percent online Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless search for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash POA. That's H-E-L-P dot com slash POA. Guys, one more time. BetterHelp.com slash POA. Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash poa take it from me you will be glad that you did what so far i say so far this is our last day so unless something radical happens tonight this will be the answer what do you, what has been the most fun experience for you it's not a singular experience but i think the most fun day we've had because it kept happening over and over again was a day we spent in inverness in scotland where we both thought when we came over here, that people would hear our accents and be like, what the fuck? Where are you from? Get What's going on? Just because like that happens to us in America. In New York all like, the if time. If you're in New York or Boston or wherever and you're in a bar and people hear you like, yeah, can I get a Bud Light or whatever? We would never, but you know, fucking... And then they'll be like, where the fuck are you from? And then and then you strike up a conversation with them. We thought that would happen tenfold over here. And it largely hasn't. But one day in Inverness, that kept happening repeatedly. And it was super hitting for me. There yeah. was a fucking the first guy who overheard us talking about, like, you your high school track team and I was like we didn't even have a track team and he's like we didn't have no that shape he's like he's got he's got he's in a pub with all his groceries he's got two bags of groceries like I think I got it all covered here I got my beer I got my paints and my fucking you know whatever else he's like oh you think I'm missing those a woman to carry it for <laughs> and he was just smashing just the old like Scottish papa or whatever old drunk Scottish papa he was smashing and. Then we went to dinner, and well, actually, actually before that, then we went to another pub before dinner, and these guys, they did exactly Hugh. what I said. Hugh and Ross, they heard us talking separately. Hugh, Hugh heard was, him talking, and Ross heard me and talking. To, to set the scene a little bit, Hugh was wearing like the uh, like a workman's vest, a constructor's a reflective. Vest. Yeah, right. So like, if you see me on the side of the road, fucking don't, don't hit me or whatever. So like, he's. Uh, we immediately, like, this guy doesn't have to say a word before I know. I know who this guy is. Yeah, he just I mean? got off work at a yeah. working class job yeah. and has come to the pub. And But Ross, he overheard me and he was like, where are you from? And I said, we're from Tennessee. And he was like, I said, I'm Tennessee. He's from Georgia. He's like, so it's like the deep south. 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the deep south. And he goes, so you're most likely the drive by truckers. And, and so, of course, I was, we were like, both I was like, motherfucker, oh. what? They are boys. Like, yeah. not only do we love them as a band, they're our homies, man. They rule. So, obviously, that hit. And then Hugh. And so, we ended up hanging out with these two Scottish guys and fucking telling jokes with them and stuff. And it was such a fucking good time. Such a good time. And then we went to dinner and at dinner... And I posted. Man, it. that was on the same day, that wasn't was on, it? That's what I'm saying. God, that's my point. Yeah, that's God why, That's why, like, that one day was my favorite single day. That seems like so many the, different days because, because of how hard it hit. Because of all the shit that happened on the same day. We went to dinner, and while we were at dinner, this lassie was walking back from the loo and was like, she was walking by, and she heard us talking. She was like, where the fuck are you from? You know, and she was like, or no, she actually walks up. She goes, you're fucking yanks, aren't you? And we, we were like, you know, of course, because we're from the South. We were like, no, uh-uh. we were, we're like, well, yes, we are Americans, but yank is not the preferred name. No, she, she's like, sure. you're fucking yanks. And we're like, yeah, we're fucking yanks. That's fine. And then she was like, I fucking love the way you talk. Like, it's like watching a fucking movie, isn't it? It's like a Hollywood movie hearing you guys speak. It's like, it's like, hey, hey, hey. Giddy up, motherfucker. <laughs> I say it is. I love it. You know, like, I've never been more attracted to a woman that wasn't my wife. Her name was Rona McDonald. Rona McDonald. Which we didn't realize until later. It sounds almost like Ronald McDonald. But it's like, no, Rona. Rona McDonald from Nam. She was from Nam. And then she like drug us over to her friend at the bar and was just like, fucking listen, listen to these yanks. I've been fucking talking. And, uh, <laughs> and it, was, uh, it was just wonderful. Because, yeah, again, we. We thought that thing would happen every day we were here, and it has not. But it happened multiple times in that one day, which is why that one day is my single favorite day, I think. If you're talking about singular experience, are we discounting us doing stand-up? We yeah, have, we, have we have to discount to. it. But I would like to talk about that after mass. this. Yeah, yeah. But, so. but yes, we can't count that because, like, I mean, that's a court bat situation. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, also, can I ask you this? Was that the same night that we then got kebab? Yeah, it was. That day yeah. was one of the best days of my fucking life. I'm saying that day hit. It did hit. So, so I, I'm just going to go with that. That's my answer. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, now I'm just going to have to go with what was my second favorite because that's also mine. But there was a there was a day where I had to go out by myself uh, because you were doing some Patreon stuff. Yeah. You were you were holed up doing some Patreon stuff because the internet had been bullshit and you were like, this is my only chance to do this. And I was like, oh man, I feel bad, but like, I don't want to sit here with you. I want to go out and do no, it. No, I told you. And you, you, were, and you said, direct quote, you go, I mean, if that's what you want to do, but I'd rather you sit here. And, that's not even a And just be miserable with me. I don't want you to have a good time. I was dying for him to leave. While I don't head, I you should not head I wanted either. him to leave. I wanted I him gone. Prefer if I'm not heading for no. you to not head. So after I convinced him, I was like, <laughs> I, after I convinced him, I was like, you're being really selfish here, bro. Like you're being I mean, fucking selfish. was dying for him to leave and leave me alone there. That's why I want, I want some. Alone. Get your first yank on the trip, yeah, you? perhaps a yank, yanking a, you know, a yank, yanking a yank, a, wanking a, a wanking yank. So I went out that night and uh, I didn't really, I didn't have any plans. Well, that's not true. I had one plan. I went to see, uh, I went to see a Shakespeare play in the round, which was nice. It was, uh, it was the War of the Roses. I super enjoyed it. Uh, but unfortunately, I almost passed out during it because we had had like such a full day and I, I made the mistake of I hadn't drank all day 
and I made the mistake of right before the show, not realizing you can't you can't just like get up and get drinks during the show because why wouldn't I think that? I had two ciders at a bar. And two ciders and then stopping and then going into a place that's dimly lit where you're supposed to be quiet, to me, is a recipe for the nods. But I fucking enjoyed it. It was absolutely tremendous. I got to, you know, I've read Shakespeare my whole life and you've seen the movies, but I actually got to see it at his own theater company, which was like, you know, very tremendous. Everybody was wonderful. Everybody there was like super respectful. Like there was no... I don't know, man. Like, I'm just like in America in that same situation. I feel like there would have been somebody talking shit or something, but everybody was very respectful. I wore a nice jacket. I really fit in. I had a blast. And then after that, I decided, well, you know, Trey's still doing his thing. I'm going to go to this pub that we saw that we'd stopped at to have one beer called the Garrick Inn. 1406. 1406 is when, when this bar was established and the interior of the front pub, the front pub, the front square of the pub is still how it was in 1406. They've since built onto the back. But what's funny is like, remember when we talked to that guy, he's like, no, this is, this was all remodeled. It might've been in the 1700s. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, this is just an old ass place. And like the kind of the space that we're in doing this video, it's not much bigger than that. No, like, yeah, it's very tiny. It's super tiny. It's a really good spot if you're someone. But you know, they was all little back then. That they were all little back then. They you were could little fuckers. You could. They fit, were wee. Yeah, you could fit fifty wee homunculi in there, and there back in the day, sure. which what they all were. Absolutely. So I sat there and uh, again expecting like what we'd said the whole time of like I'm surely people are going to start talking to me. I would like kind of try to order my beer a little loud just so that maybe somebody would right. say something. But mainly I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like eavesdropping, which is not hard to do because everybody's right up against your face, of these, these dudes that are, uh, that are talking. And uh, God damn it, I really wish I could remember. Oh, it was the Jubilee. And this, this is when we're in Stratford-upon-Avon, for the record. So we're not in Scotland. This is Stratford-upon-Avon, you know, English, yada, yada, yada. They started talking about the Jubilee, and I was like, okay. And the guy that's, the guy that's leading the conversation is like, striped button down shirt tucked in like if we were in america i definitely would think he was like a bitcoin bro if that paints the picture for anybody so he starts talking about the jubilee and i'm just like okay i've got to insert myself and i just go hey guys uh, i don't mean to bother you and as soon as i did that they were just like oh where are you from you know and they want to know where i was from and i told them they're like oh yeah what do you want to know and i go well like how how do y'all feel about the Jubilee. And let me preface this by saying, even in America, even if we like the president, if the president comes like near our hometown and it shuts down all the streets and like fucks everything up, that don't really hit for us. Like again, right. even if you like the president, you, you don't like, like having your day-to-day life fucked up by that. By that, yeah. And, and I go, and I know it's a little bit different because like these are elected officials, they work for us and this is the monarchy, but how do you feel about it? And so this dude starts going in about how, like, he goes, oh, no, I think it's great. You know, he's like, uh, I'm not going to try to do his accent because the only reason is because we've been doing Scottish for the past two weeks and I can't go back into it anymore. So he starts going by. He goes, he goes, man, he goes, you know, regardless of how you feel about the queen, and I think how you feel about the queen either way is fine. And several of his buddies felt the complete opposite of him. He was like, it's still 70 years, isn't it? He goes, I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. And I was like, no, that is crazy. He goes. So I don't know. I think it's kind of wild and like, yeah, obviously she's had a privileged life and all this shit. But like, 
I don't know, man. Like she has done a lot of service for the country and all this stuff. And he, and then he brought up a point that I have never I know. once considered I was, until this yeah. moment. And then you told I, me I told you, and I'll be honest with you, I was expecting you to be like, no. yeah, no shit. No, no, I never thought about it. And either, he goes, I wanted to talk about this too because yeah, it's a it's and, a good point. Yeah, and he to me. yeah, and he goes like, it's true that they live a life of complete opulence and have really done nothing but be born in the right family to do it. He goes, but like. You know, they bring a lot to this country. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I mean, do you know how many people are here for the Jubilee? And do you know how many people, like, otherwise may not have come to England, but they're obsessed with the royals? And, like, also, not for nothing, like, a lot of their money goes to charities. There's a lot of, he goes, what Princess Diana, he needs to start talking about Princess Diana. He goes, dude, Princess Diana touched, shook the hand of an AIDS patient, and AIDS got funded and was inarguably different from that day forward because of that family. And I was like, damn, I've never really thought about it like that. But he starts jacking the monarchy off so much that it's now confirmed in my brain when I thought this is a Bitcoin conservative, bro. He's, it's a, now con- he's the UK equivalent of a conservative. He's the UK equivalent of a conservative. And it is just locked in my brain, and I know that has to be the case. And then we talk, and uh, they buy me a pint. And then, of course, I turn around and buy them a pint because it, over here, that's a thing. That's a thing. Round culture, round is a, culture, round culture. Not that like in America, if someone bought people you a drink, buy rounds, but over right. here, it's like it's more formalized. Right. It's like you go out, somebody's getting the first round, then the next person, person gets the second. Round, yeah, and, right. And you have to buy like the same amount of rounds. If you don't, you're a prick. So you if know, three, whatever. like you got to, everybody buys a round. Yeah. If three dudes went out to a bar they wouldn't be having two drinks because they'd have to get three drinks because the other guy has to pay for the drink. got to get the round in, yeah. So they buy me, and this was this was like established in my brain, especially because I told them, I go, let me buy y'all, let me buy y'all around. And they were like, okay, all right, whatever. And so, well, no, no, no. At first the guy goes, I can get me own round. Don't worry about it. And I go, no, 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 it's not like that. I, and I, I was up front with him with the fact that I was writing a book and all this stuff. And I go, listen, man, Harper Collins is paying for this, which is like not really true, but it kind of is true. But I just really wanted to do this for them because like in my mind, I was being kind of annoying and fucking up their conversation. So I'm like, if if I was having my conversation fucked up, but the, a person was funding my drinks, I'd be like, this is fine, you know. So I get them the round and then I go to get them the next round and they're just like, no, you can't. It's our turn to buy you a drink. Yeah. And then I, I reiterated them. I go, guys, y'all are helping me out. I'm not the one paying for it. And then that, then the one guy was just like, hey, fucking hell, let him fucking get it. You know what I mean? So I buy him drinks. And then again, I'm, 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 it's confirmed to me that this dude's a conservative. And we have the drinks. We take the, sip the drinks In down. Your mind, it's In my mind, it's confirmed to me that these guys were super conservative. And then the younger guy, Bitcoin bro, looked at me and he goes, well, all right, we've got to talk about it. The, um, the elephant in the room. Uh, yeah. you're, you're from the States. And I knew what he was getting at. He goes, the elephant in the room, you're from the States. And I go, what? And he goes, guns. The you know, Texas, we don't know when. The shooting had literally just happened. Texas shooting had just happened that same week, like two or three days before. And by the way, it was huge over here. It's all they were talking about. Absolutely. We did, they knew about it before we did. It was all over the fucking news here. Like they were constantly talking about it. So yeah. And uh, so that got brought up and he asked me point blank, what do you think about guns? And let me preface this by saying, we do not get political on the show. That's not what this show is. However, this is one thing in which I don't mind drawing my own personal line in the sand, if that's cool with you. Um, 
but I just whatever. I mean, I just I, I'm just going to answer it like I answered him. I looked at him in the face and I said, "It's ridiculous. We're the only country in which this happens." And I think at the very least we should have a conversation about it, which it seems nobody wants to do. And I was thoroughly expecting him to be like, "No, I I wish we had guns over here. Like it's bullshit. It's personal freedom and blah 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 blah." Just because in your head that dude's a conservative, of course. But then he turned around and did the opposite to me because he expected me to be a certain way because he knew what the southern accent means. Right. He knew what being from Georgia mean. And like, I'm not saying he turned white as a ghost, but like you could tell he was like, "Holy shit, really?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, I." I didn't expect that. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, we feel the same way. And then these other dudes who like, frankly, for the past couple hours had been telling like very, very sexist jokes and seeming super conservative and stuff. They were all in agreement. And they're like, yeah, that's ridiculous and wild, which made me and you after discussing it come to the conclusion of either they just seemed super conservative and weren't or over here, it's possible to be a conservative, but not, not a be lunatic. not a complete be a lunatic. conservative, but still be a reasonable yeah. human being. And right? which, like in America, you just feel like you don't. Everybody's either this or that. Everybody's so extreme in America. There's no nuance anymore. Like the equivalent, we don't have a monarchy. But if there was an equivalent of like supporting the monarchy, but also being progressive on gun rights or whatever, like you're not going to meet very many people like no, that. No, it's one or the other. At this point, it's like you're either this or you're that. So the reason that was one of my favorite experiences on this trip um, is because I'm normally I'm normally not the guy that really likes to meet strangers and talk to them and stuff. And in normal situations, uh, I would prefer to have you with me at that point so I could at least bounce off you. But those guys, I mean, we sat there and talked for hours. We, I bought round after round. They ended up going like, dude, quit this. We're buying your rounds, you know. And we talked for hours. We had wonderful conversations. It was clear we disagreed on some stuff. We told jokes. Um, by the end of it, they were like, they were like, dude, they were like, because I, I told him, I said, I can't thank you enough for helping me with the book. And they go, well, I'll tell you what, you can help us out. There was five of them. He goes, whenever you write the book, send five copies to the Garrick's End and, and autograph them. And I was like, can't wait to do that. And like when I left, the dude hugged me and he was just like, good luck on your journey. I hope you enjoy England. And I'm just like, you know, being someone from a place, being someone from a place where I just assumed I was going to get like this fucking dumbass yank. And they like really treated me like family. It was super fun. Like, I would have hung out with those dudes the next night. Like, that would have been awesome to me. I would have definitely gone back to one of their houses and continued the party. But, like, that was just so cool to me to be, like, a complete foreign, you know, a, a, a Connecticut and King Arthur's court. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just fucking super cool. Yeah, it's funny that you cut out the word Yankee from it because it, you still can't self-identify as a Yankee. I can't do it's it. It's a Connecticut Yankee. I didn't even say that on purpose. It was subconscious. It was. You're like a Connecticut in King Arthur's court. Yeah. You know, I can't like, believe the word Connecticut came out of my mouth, if I'm yeah. being honest with you. But you're so right. That was subconscious. I was like, you don't say that. You don't yeah, say that. can't be a Yankee. Uh, but yeah, they. Um, I, I thought I also... The whole thing with Scotland and England has been wild because, like, I knew before I came over here, I was like, yeah, Scotland, Scots, they don't like England at all. Should we fill up our wine? They don't want to be, we don't have, yeah. Yeah, keep talking. We've got enough for a little bit. There you go. Just so y'all aren't let down, uh, before that, this was vodka. It wasn't water. 
I'm just going to bring vodka, I guess. There you go. Okay. Well, I mean, you can have some. No, I wish I got that much. It's okay. Right. What were you saying about England and Scotland? I knew that there was animosity between them before we came over here. Mm -hmm. I was expecting Scots to, like... Be very public with it. Very, very openly antagonistic towards the English. That's what I thought was going to happen. And frankly, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I was but, but they have been, but not really. And I've gotten the impression, and we've talked about this already, but not here, that I've gotten the impression that I really think that they don't want to do it in front of Americans. Right. And probably not just Americans, but I bet like if they're we were putting French, on airs in a way. If we were French or something, it just seems like they almost feel like, well, this is an end. We're going to keep this in house. Right. Like this, you know, we're not going to just air our dirty laundry because most of the Scots we've talked to have said, like, yeah, we want to be independent. We don't want to be part of England, but, you know, we love the English. They're great. Like, and I thought they would be like, they're fucking cunts, a lot of them. You know, that's what I thought would be happening, but it's not happening. And it's also funny that, like, and you see this in the South, too. It's like the South is antagonistic with the North slash the rest of the country. And vice versa, by the way. They're pretty antagonistic towards us, too. But, like, uh, but they, what was I going to say? Oh, they also, on top of that, like, in the South, you'll be like, Tennesseans will talk shit about Alabama or whatever. Oh, yeah. Even though they're both part of the South. They'll yeah. be like, yeah, well, they're dumbasses. We had, they don't. Yeah, them. right. And they have been doing that. And, and they also do that. Like, the so there's the Scottish Highlands and the Scottish Lowlands. There's also, in the Lowlands, in the Central Belt, they call it, there's Glasgow and Edinburgh, which are the two primary cities. Well, those two cities, they don't hit for each other. No, they don't. They're like the North and South. They make fun of each other. You know, while also agreeing that the English don't have. Yeah, right, right. Like, the English don't have for us, but also, just so you know, you don't have for us. <laughs> like, you only have for us if we're talking about the English, yeah. how much they don't have. But, but outside of that, we're talking about each other, you, you don't have either. Yeah. Yeah, we got taught this. The, apparently, one of the cliches is. Uh, you'll have more fun at a Glasgow stabbing than at a Edinburgh wedding. Yeah, because uh, because Glasgow they think that Edinburgh they think people from Edinburgh are stuck like, up, stuck up, pretentious. Up they're their the own educated ass. elite. They're like up their own ass types, and then from Glasgow, and then everybody from Edinburgh thinks that people from Glasgow are just fucking trash, stupid trash, party in the street, right. pulling their tits out. Right. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, I get it, like. In terms of, like, uh, when we were in Glasgow, there definitely was a different vibe. Like, you could tell people were more partying. There were so many, so many bachelorette parties. Like, it's so not made in the home, because I'm from fucking Tennessee. Like, Nashville. Glasgow made me think of Nashville yeah. in that way. I like mean. Bachelorette. Drunk bachelorettes everywhere. And, but they were funny as fuck. And, like, granted, we're outsiders, so I could understand if you're from here, that wouldn't hit for you. But, like, for us, it made us feel, like, a little bit at home. She, what, one bachelorette, while we were sitting on a patio of this bar, she walked by, and she, like, goes, she's like, hey, do you smoke? Yeah. And you're, and you're like, cigarettes? No, I was about cigarettes. She's like, hey, I fuck it. fuck it. I fucking fuck. Yeah. She like stomped off with the rest of her girls, you know. It was, yeah, it was funny. It was great. Glasgow's also like we watched the uh, the the uh, football match in Glasgow. Uh, uh-uh. no, was that Edinburgh? No, I'm glad. No, I'm glad you brought that was up. That I wanted we watch. So I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that too. We knew that Scotland were playing uh, the Ukraine in 
football in a, a World Cup qualifier, a World Cup big qualifying shit. match, so a big deal. And we were in Scotland for it, and we were like, dude, this is going to be sweet. We, and we found a sports bar in Inverness filled with Scots dressed up in like wearing huge Scottish, sports bar, by the way, wearing their like Scottish jerseys and stuff like that. And like we we're like, yeah, this is about to be lit. And they also all the ones we talked about were like very aware that the whole world was going to be rooting against them because they were playing Ukraine. But they were like, bad book, full kit. Like they won. My guys, favorite quote of the night. And this is like it. a this is like a nineteen year old. I think that's important because like over there, like we've seen so many drunk children, and uh, this fucking he, this fucking nineteen year old sitting there at the at the uh, at the table in his Scottish uniform, and he just looks up and he goes. He goes, uh, they can have their, he goes, fuck them. They can have their bloody freedom next week. Yeah. <laughs> I can win their freedom next week. But yeah, but yeah. this week, fuck them. And it kind of, it was kind of a bummer because Scotland, they got beat two to one. And for most of the match, it was two to nothing. So the energy was not high in the sports bar, which was a huge bummer. But when they scored with like 15 minutes left, they scored to make it two to one. I'll put and that then, video right here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, baby. When they did that, they lost their fucking minds, dude. And Started like, breaking glasses. Just literally throwing glasses, just spiking glasses. Or a guy jumped on the fucking table and started shoving his chair into the rafters and shit. The, the paneling above him on destroyed the all of it. Just bright and, and like you could tell, it, no one was no one was coming. We said there like, was no security. Like in America, we're crazy about football, American football stuff. We think, but like in American sports bar. If somebody started doing shit like that, like in a Knoxville sports bar, Tennessee scored on Alabama to make it a one-score game. If people started breaking shit, security would come over there and be like, "Hey, get you, the get, fuck you gotta out get here. the fuck out of here." Yeah. But, I, but in this sports bar, they were just like, "Hey, you know, what are you gonna do? A lot of these are fired up. You know, what are you gonna do?" And they and uh, and yeah, man, they were fucking like, they're. It's wild because I feel like people think about sports fans and they're like. Oh, they're dumb lunatics, right? right? Which and they think about Americans, and they're like, they are dumb lunatics. And so they think about college football fans in the South, and they're like, oh, they're out of their goddamn minds. But I'm telling you right now, it don't hold a candle. We don't even come close to these motherfuckers over here in terms of being dumb lunatics where sports is concerned. Because like they're fucking we also were in Liverpool. I was about to say I was gonna piggyback off that and say yeah. that like and this is a completely different situation because they just lost. Right. To us they had just lost. Yeah. So right. Liverpool played in the champions final, which is like that's like the European championship of soccer slash football. And Liverpool had just played Real Madrid and they lost. They lost that game. They lost like the championship. We were in Liverpool the next day, and they had a massive fuck-off parade because they had won, like, two domestic cups, even though they lost that one. But Corey, and that's when it was scheduled. But Corey was like, dude, 
it feels like if Cincinnati had had a huge parade after they lost the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if they just, if they'd taken if they'd been like and they were all drunk and fucking all decked out and all their yeah. red fucking they had red smoke all in the air like, and they're all just screaming and singing songs walking down the street and stuff. And in they, my head, I'm like, dude, y'all got beat last night. Yeah, this is the way that I have to. But put they it won for, other things. This, this is how but I, it's like winning a division championship or the SEC. That's what that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. No, what I was gonna say is like if you want to go straight with the Bengals, it would be like if the Bengals because they won the AFC championship. So the right. Bengals win the AFC championship, and they're like, okay, we're going to have a parade for the AFC championship, but we're going to hold it after the Super Bowl. Well, Which it, makes sense because the idea is we're going to win that too. It, we're going to win that too. So but, if they do that, I promise you in America, that parade would not be hyped. I've literally seen American football teams get made fun of for like like the Indianapolis Colts, I think, have like hung up like division championship banners and stuff and got yeah. roasted to no end because in America it's like you either win it all or you, you don't. don't win anything. Like right. if you if you yeah, but yeah, it was like it was seemed to us as stupid Americans, it seemed to us as though it was the equivalent of like they had won the division championship and the conference championship, but lost the, the ultimate championship and still had a massive parade where they were all losing, losing their, their fucking minds, minds blowing horns in the street, the horns. They would not stop with the horns. They all had cases of beer over their shoulder. And again, if Budweiser mostly, which I felt like was because Liverpool's colors are red yeah. and Budweiser's red, but they were just walking down the street with cases of Budweiser, fucking singing songs and chant. They were like start a chant on this side of the street yeah. and the other side of the street would do the other part of the yeah. chant and they would keep it going. I mean, it was fucking, it was Dude, wild. It was awesome. It was awesome. But if you took any American and you transported them to that without context, every one, a hundred Americans, 100 of them would have been like, they must have won a game last night. Dude, if we didn't know, we watched the game. Yeah, right. If we had not watched it and known they lost, we 100% would have We would have never known. Oh, shit, they just won it all. Exactly. But because we had watched the game, we kept saying we were there. We were like, dude, they lost last night. Yeah. Like, like they got beat last and night. Frankly, I, and they're fucking wilding. And frankly, I've seen... Absolute. So imagine what Madrid was like. Oh, you know what I mean? Absolute fucking pandemonium. I had to because, like, I've seen American celebrations of of teams winning. Where again, they won, and it wasn't as crazy right. as these motherfuckers having just lost. Like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's just, I guess they can compartmentalize those two things, you know. But dude, it was uh, it was it was fucking nuts. And I mean, it was fun. I, I don't know if I'd want like. Like here in American football, you will have in smashing glass all over the street. In by the city, way, yeah, well, I won't talk about that. But in cities where you got a good fandom and a good following for a team that's got a lot of support, you will like. I bet you the Bengals in Cincinnati. I bet we you when they landed in Cincinnati, there was a contingent of Bengals fans there to say, "Hey, we love you, we love you, good yeah. run, good guys, good, good job, run. guys." But we it's did. a very like consolation prize yeah. type of feeling. It's not somber. The, it's it's not the whole city. Throwing a goddamn party, right? It's, of course not. It's like a collection of diehards being like, "We love you, lads." Yeah, keep you it know, up next, next year. year. Next year, Burrow, Joey B, like, Joey B. Like you'll see that, but that's not what this was in Liverpool. It no. was like a Super Bowl parade or something, except they had lost. It was fucking nuts, man. Yeah, it was nuts. The streets were again. The streets were loaded with like, everybody was drinking bottled beer and just throwing it down. And we've noticed that like. 
I watched the show. Yeah, that dude, the smashing of glass. I watched the show The Great, like, and like you know, that's what. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's he you're does. Right. He does that all the time. He you're does right. on, He breaks the glass, and it's in a very comedic way. But like we've literally seen exactly that over here, where there's like ah, also smash the glass. In these cities in the UK, they're generally very clean and very nice, but there's broken glass. All, all over the, the place. Dude, do not place. walk around barefoot because here. it seems like when they get fired up about something, if they're holding a, a glass. made of glass, they're going to slam it into the yeah. ground. And it hits for everybody. It hits for everybody. Everybody's just like, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we wear shoes for a reason. Yeah, right. yeah don't worry about it. That's why yeah, shoes were invented. I've never been in a fucking bar where people all around the room are just slamming, slamming glasses into the ground and shattering them everywhere. Throwing and, chairs against the and wall. nobody cared. Like, and nobody, nobody felt threatened. Right, yeah. Like, everybody nobody, was like, yeah, everybody would just do that. Yeah. Well, me, you're, 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 me and you were sitting there like, fucking what the fuck? Yeah, right. But like, Everybody was just like, oh, that's just what we do. They're just fucking hurling glasses. Because everybody's on the same team because it's a country thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if me and you'd been sitting there in Ukraine uniforms, our night might have been a little bit different. I don't know. I still think people over here would have been like, and we well, hit the war that's well, going on. Ukraine, I about to say Ukraine's a different, a different example for sure. If they were playing like Italy or something, yeah, or God forbid the United and States, we had walked. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a much better and clearer analogy. If they'd been playing the U.S. and me and you were over here and like, fuck it, dude, we walked in there wearing American flags and stuff, we would have got killed. It would have been some shit. And the bar owner would have covered up our murders. It would have been some shit. Like you'd have never. They just. But the Ukraine, I don't would. think they do that because they the, would. Yeah, they no, they would. Right. But, yeah, man, like, again, like, I... Y'all, it's never too early to play holiday music. That's damn right, by the way. People make fun of me. I listen to that shit in July. And it's never too early to start thinking about gifts, whether it's for a friend or your friend or your friends in your pants. You can make this season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy... <laughs> do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid, avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Oh, my goodness. Then add Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use code POA for free shipping and 20% off. Y'all, Manscaped has changed my life. Used to, my ball hair was either one of two things. It was either slick ass bald or long as shit. I'd go so long in between cutting. And that's the weird thing about ball hair is like, it's like you're like, I just trimmed it. Now it's just like, you know. But then I got the, the lawnmower and it's a pleasure to shave my sack. It's all smooth and it don't hurt and it hits. And they've got the uh, the 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 uh, smell fresh crop preserver ball deodorant that y'all know I've gone on and on about. The stuff that makes your balls not smell like balls. Also the crop reviver ball toner which can solve all your stank problems all day long once they touch your sack you'll never go back the platinum package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit and for the perfect stocking stuffer add the brand new body buffer hey i gotta do that an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah Men, we got to do that exfoliating stuff, too. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code POA, Manscaped. Get your jingle balls ready for the holiday, baby.
Listen, man, I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to just do me a favor and run on over to savewithconrad.com. Get yourself a quick quote. My man, Andy M just left us a five-star review over at conradreviews.com. And he had this to say, the effort and communication from Josh was above and beyond. We ran into several unexpected hiccups along the way, but Josh kept us informed and kept looking for options to get things done. In the end, we were still able to refinance to a 15 year loan, where we're going to be able to pay it off in 10. And we took enough cash out to pay off our credit cards, my truck loan, and even buy my wife, her very first new vehicle. We're going to save over $500 a month from what we would have been paying without the refinance. We can't thank everyone enough. Now guys, that right there is a win, win, win situation. Let me explain over the last couple of years, your house is probably worth more than ever. Now, what you do with that equity is up to you. And what I'm going to recommend is we do what our man Andy did. Andy took himself from a 30 year loan down to 15 years, but he's planning to pay it off in 10. Now, how can he afford to do that? We got rid of all his credit card debt. Just like that. We got rid of his truck loan and we even got him enough cash to get his wife a new vehicle. The result cheaper monthly payments. How does that happen? How do you get a new car, pay off a truck and get rid of your credit cards and cut years off your loan? You go to savewithconrad.com. We're going to get you cheaper monthly payments. And how's this for starters? No house payments for the next two months. That's right. You can skip your next two payments. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And buddy, if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. And here's the best part. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. I don't care if you relate here or there. Maybe you had a bankruptcy back in the day. Maybe you relate on a credit card. We're going to help you figure out how to get in the situation that your family needs now and long-term. We want to be your mortgage advisor for life at savewithconrad.com. There's a several things over here that like I kind of hate having to take the back seat to them on because I've always been rah-rah America, but like their sports fans are way more intense. It don't. It's not even close. Well, I, well, but I don't like... As a huge sports fan myself, I do respect it. I do respect it. But I'm also like, like as a Tennessee fan, I've seen Tennessee fans show their ass so many of times. Of course. And when it happens, they go to jail we a lot. get drug. Like yeah. we're throwing mustard bottles on the field at the right. Ole Miss game last year. Or we're setting mattresses on fire. And that don't hit. None of that hits. But when that happens, we take mad shit for it, and we should. I feel ashamed of it, but I'm saying, like, over here, that is par for the court. Like, oh, they love like, it. They wouldn't – none of that would even register for Dude. them. They were just like, oh, that's just what you if do. Manchester, well, so I'm saying, I don't know that I'm – I appreciate their passion. But we would be that way, too, if there wasn't as many I, restrictions I on us. I just think – I appreciate their passion. I'm not – I don't know that I'm going to, like, give it up to them in that, oh, that is – better i appreciate their passion i'm not sure that i think that's better well i'm not be saying better way. i just mean they are more hardcore fans they like, are they are objective well, that's what i mean they're more I know, hardcore fans you were like you know i gotta give it up to them and i'm just saying like they are more hardcore right. i'm also saying i think i prefer as a member of society oh i do too the u.s version yeah no okay like, i don't think that it's good that's fair but what i, what I mean are. is like but i do respect it as I, a sports that's fair but what i mean is like everybody that's an sec fan is like we're the craziest fans in the world not you're not close. you're not even fucking you're not even, you're close. Not even close that motherfucker that killed them trees at auburn or whatever 
he might, up, Doc. He might get let in over here. Yeah. Like they, they might look at him. Because you're right, man. All right, you can stay. But most of us, we're not. No, you're right. Because like, those like dudes that threw batteries at John Rocker's head at the Mets games, they got escorted out by security and went to jail. If you were playing, if you're a Manchester United fan and you threw a battery at a ref's head for giving a yellow card, they'd give you a dukedom or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, they'd be like, this fucking bloke gets it. So, yeah, that was more intense. Uh, Another thing I think that they have us licked on, I don't know if we've talked about this, uh, is chocolate and yeah. crisps. So there's a story. And just gas station food in general. Major, major caveat to that. You're right. But major, I, major caveat. He was a hero in World War II. Yeah, that's a Catch-22 character. Major, major caveat. But mm-hmm. there, uh, I think it's kind of weird. So I definitely wanted to talk about food. Food in general. We've had some great food over here, but the standard for food in America is way higher. Way higher. I don't care what anybody says. It's just true. Our food, generally speaking, is much, much, much better than theirs. But, but, Corey is right, and this is weird. When it comes to, like, gas station shit, like chips, or as they call them, crisps, like bags of crisps, and candy bars and stuff like that, theirs are better than ours. Insanely better. Candy bars in particular, the chocolate is wild, because I had read this before, but so apparently what happened was Hershey's in America... Became a big thing, and it was a big thing because before that, chocolate was very expensive. And Hershey's found a way to make chocolate available to the common man, which super hit for the common man, which I understand. But the way Hershey's did that was they did it in a way that, like, cheapened yeah. the thing itself. It's watered down so chocolate. So it's a, it's a low level of chocolate, but it became the standard for chocolate in the U.S., so we don't know no our our chocolate is still kind of based on that standard because that's all any of us have ever known. But you come over here and you get a goddamn regular candy bar from the fucking corner shop in the UK. It I promise you, I've always been a Snickers guy. I love Snickers. This shit over here, it puts Snickers to shame. We had a conversation. Put Snickers to shame. Me and you dude. were almost in tears last night because we had to admit to ourselves. That Reese cups don't really don't hit. really hit, and I know I know I, I know, I know. you're gonna be emailing us and putting on air. Like, Reese cups do hit, and we hear you, but they don't. They, I, they don't I, hit. I, I I think that this is actually you know you heard me sigh in bed last night because I had to understand that like the chocolate I've been used to my whole life really ain't it. I think in the long run this is actually gonna help me because. When I'm back in the States, I don't know that I'm going to be able to take a bite of an American candy bar the, without going, candy, man, this is bullshit. I agree with you about the crisp, too. They have really, really good crisp. The flavor. But, but, like Doritos and Cheetos and stuff, they still... They're hit. They hit. They, they still hit. hit. But the candy bars, though, the chocolate... With chocolate, I'm completely with you. Like I, I, I don't know that I'll be able to fuck with American chocolate. After I, I probably won't be able not, to. But you know just, what I'm gonna do? It just ain't. It just ain't. It I was, ain't. Joe. I, I was it gonna. Ain't. I was gonna say this is gonna save me for myself, but I know how I am. I'm gonna just be importing chocolate. I, I've already thought about it because be we've had some. Bad. We've we've had some fans. Uh, one of the one of the candy bars that they sent me. I fuck. I, I pointed it out to you today and said that that was. I've been sent that before and it hits. 
We had a fan one time send me um, a box of chocolates that was like, these are UK and there's some of these from uh, Wales and yada, yada, yada. And I remember eating them and just being like, Jesus Christ, these are fucking great. But when that happened, I in my brain, I was like, they have just like selected the top three things that hit over here and like they just happen to hit way harder. And then I come over here and look, every single candy that I get is just so much better. So like... I, I'm just going to have to be ordering them from like Amazon and UK. Or I've something. already thought the same thing. It's like, I'm going to be ordering candy bars and importing them internationally. For the rest of your life. I think. Yeah, yeah right. no, I agree. But, but, but again, that's so wild because we fat food in general. Right. That is not true. What for that? Like out, like we are better. We're better than them when it comes to food in general. Also another thing, because I think it's fair to talk about some stuff that don't hit. Let me tell you right now. And apparently it's because of a law they have. But these motherfuckers don't know how to make a cocktail. They I, can't. I it's to, like illegal. I hate to tell it to them. I'm sure that'll offend some of them. But y'all need to come to America and see how a cocktail's made. Agreed. Because because this, I think because they would feel this, the same way. This ain't it. Over here, it ain't it. The way they do cocktails over here to an American is shameful. I like, think if a drunk from the UK came to the United States and drank cocktails, they would feel the same way we do about the candy. Yeah, I would hope. I would feel yeah. like they'd have but to. But I mean, you know that, like, you know that people, surely to God, Brits, when they're at home making cocktails. They don't make them like they do. No, they home. don't. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe they do because they just don't know any better or something. But that, but I don't like, think that's always been a law. No, that law we're talking about, I think it's from like the 80s. Yeah. But, but those like, cocktail so recipes get passed down. Basically, there's a law about the amount of liquor that can be served at one time. So, like, if you get. If you get a single, they've got like a, all the pubs over there. They have there, governors. They have governors on their liquor bottles that dictate the amount of liquor you get. And if you get, just using this as an example, if you got a double, forget the amount of liquid that's in this, but if you got a double in a wine glass, which would be weird, but you got a double, they give it to you. First of all, with like two, maybe three ice cubes in it, by the way. That's yeah, they're the stingy as fuck on ice, ice over here. They got a water problem. Ice don't something. seem to hit for them like it yeah. is for us. They're two, maybe three ice cubes in it. And the amount of liquor in it, if if this was like a cocktail glass, a rocks glass, the amount of liquor for a double would be about that much. You get about that much with two or three ice cubes in it, and then the rest of it is mixer. Dude. Whereas in America... You get a double in a short glass, you get in that burn, baby. You taste in that burn, which is what you want. Like it, it's like we hook it up. This is stupid. Is concerned, and they do not. This is stupid. But do you think that they use less ice because it makes it look like more liquor? Actually, I don't think that's stupid at all. I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, well, because I, in America they put. I it don't like, know. It might just be a side effect because again they don't seem to be as into ice generally. Right. Like, you, like hotels over here don't have ice machines. You can get ice from the hotel, but you got to make a special request. It's a big deal. Then they're like, "What? Okay, right. okay, well, yeah, we can." Whereas in America, that. on every fucking There's level, you got machine. an ice machine. Yeah, they don't seem to be as into ice. So, but no, I think what you said makes sense, though. Right? Because it make because dude, if it had no ice in it, if if you had a, a a glass like this and you had a double with no ice, I swear to God, it would be that much liquor, right? And this much fucking cranberry juice or whatever. You yeah, got. and it's just like that ain't it. No, that ain't it. Our martini. We were talking shit about. 
We ordered some martinis. We were like, these martinis are not good. And it's I had the worst martini over here that ever. Oh, my God. That's why it was more for a that it is. Holy shit. So in America, you've got a martini glass. You can fill that shit up with vodka or gin, and you get like a splash of vermouth, which is what you want, and you still got a full martini. Have you noticed that their martini glasses are way smaller than ours? Yes. They're tiny. And I had. And and they're way smaller than ours, and they fucking jack up the amount of vermouth in it to make it look like a full-size drink. So you're getting a fucking martini that's 50% vermouth or something. Which just tastes like... Which is ridiculous. But they they have no choice, but also it's like... Tell me. It just don't hit. It just don't hit. So I had a martini, and it's the worst martini ever in my life. And I love martini. I'm a big martini drinker. And they give me this martini. I go, I want to, you know, I always go about martini, uh, you know, vodka martini, dirty, dirty. Because I'm like, I'm just just like, hey, break your wrist on that. You know what I mean? Dirty, dirty. So I get this martini. And clearly what has happened is they it was mostly vermouth. And when you take mostly vermouth, which is a fruit wine. And you just pour a bunch pour of olive, olive juice in it. In it it's with a, a gross, splash of vodka. It's the grossest like shit you've ever had in your life. Right. Like olive juice and vodka goes very well together. And that tiny bit of vermouth to give it a little bit of that sweet heartiness is great. But if you're just like, basically what they did was like, here's some olive flavored wine. That ain't it. And that is why it was so shitty. Vermouth isn't meant to be drunk in amounts like that. No. But they have to because they have to fill up a beverage with it and they're not allowed. I was not expecting their blue laws to be worse than ours. Well, we have more random and dumb ones. We have dry. There's no dry places over here. You can go to a convenience store over here and get a bottle of liquor and that's cool. Like in America, that's a problem. Not, you know, California, you can do it. Tell them how you can't. But like, Oh yeah, tell yeah. But over here, you can do that, and that's cool. But that whole part of it, this other part of it, with the cocktails and stuff, is like don't hit. It's super don't hit. They need to do something about it. England, y'all need to do something about it. Tell them there about ain't you no go- goddamn excuse for that shit, and you need to do better. Tell them about um, you going into the when we went to yeah, the liquor store or whatever. Yeah, I, so <laughs> this is this also is a math thing. So I went. We were in Glasgow, and because I had been so upset with how their cocktails were i was like dude let's just go get some vodka somewhere and like we could make our own cocktails yeah and we'll just drink a couple of pints or something because i'm done we've been drunk for three weeks if you yeah, can right. but I'm, I'm done with ordering cocktails at these places so let's just buy our own so we go in there and i you know in america in a liquor store you say can i get a pint of whiskey or whatever, and a pint of whiskey is that little bottle. In America, we know bottle. we know that's the little bottle. A pint of whiskey is the little bottle, but turns out that ain't true because that's that not ain't a pint. pint is. But we dumb about numbers. You know, we don't use the fucking. That's another thing. They use the metric system and the imperial system, so it's kind of doubly confusing. But that's a whole other conversation. But either way, in a pub, you order a pint of lager, a pint of beer, a pint of whatever you're getting. And it's like in America, it's what we call a shaker glass. It's like a. It's sixteen ounces, right? It, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it's like a good size. Is it? Is it pint sixteen so. or is it twelve? Or I don't think twelve. I think it's pint sixteen. Okay. I, think. It's a, I don't know. It's a if you're in America and you get they'll have like a mug or a shaker or a tall boy or whatever. That middle one, that's a pint, right over here. You get a pint of beer. And so I said, I walked up, and this is in Glasgow, and I said, I was like, could I get a pint of vodka? And she goes, a pint of vodka, right? 
And I thought, because I was drunk and this is stupid, I thought she was mocking the way that I talked. I thought she was saying, like, do you mean a paint? What's a fucking pint? Like, can you get a paint? That's what I thought. So so she said I did too, for the record. So she said that, and I was like, I was like, yeah, a paint of vodka. Can you get me a fucking paint of vodka? I started doing her accent back to her just to be a smart ass. And she started laughing, and, she, and then she was like, I kind of get you a paint of vodka. I got this, you know, and she pulled it out, and I was like, yeah, that. Fucking a paint of vodka. And she was like, that's not a paint of vodka. <laughs> and I was like, well, whatever it is, just give me that, goddammit. Yeah. And then we left and we were talking about it and we're like, dude, that ain't a pint. Like, no, the, of course like not. the little bottles that we call pints, like that's not an actual pint. Right. She thought that so you wanted her, her to pour you a glass. A cup, a cup this big, like you would get a pint of beer. She thought I was asking her for, can you just do that? But with straight vodka. Yeah. Which is why she was laughing at me. But yeah. They got, you know, the metric system here. We're dumb on that. Their liquor laws are, are weird and dumb and don't hit. But, oh, is there more vodka in there? What does that say on it? Uh, yeah, I wanted to look. It says 35, I don't know. 35 milliliters? No, milliliters. milliliters, but it's... Um, Either way, though. But no, I asked her. It, this is so funny. It says it's 13.1 UK units, which I guess what means it's fuck? 13 drinks over here. Yeah. But either way, if I poured this whole thing in there, I don't know. I'm, I'm now sitting, be a I'm about to say I'm now sitting here thinking that would be a that she don't know what she's talking about. Because I feel yeah. like if you took... No, no, because... I don't know, man. No, the... It's close. No, dude. no. I oh, think that would fill a pint. This up. is a pint. That's a pint. What the fuck was she on about that? I think it's just they the, just don't it's call the nomenclature. It that because right. I, because I you asked, order a pint because I asked for a pint and she was like she was like I can get you a liter and a liter of vodka. We have that in America, you know. She's like I can get you a liter and I was like no, I don't want a liter. I'm not a lunatic. I want a pint. And she kept laughing about me asking for a pint. But yeah, I don't know, dude. I think if this was full and you poured it into like a pint glass. I think that would fill it up. I well, think shit. that would fill it up. Dude, fuck her. Well, goddamn, now I'm mad. Well, I I'll, tell you, happened. I'll tell you what. Uh, if you're mad about anything we've said or think we're wrong, you can email us at puttingonairs at gmail.com. Did you know that, Trey? Yeah, let's talk real quick about driving. Tell them about driving. Oh, my fucking God. All right. <laughs> so let me explain something to you right now. Everybody in America who thinks you're Richard Petty is like, I'm a good driver. You go, oh, man, you just go over there. And like, all you got to do is do the opposite. Everything's just on the left side of the road. Let me tell you something right now. Here's the deal. Yes, that is true. Yes, that is true. It is just the opposite, except for like the constant roundabouts, which we're only used to having one of those per city in America, and you know where it is, and most of us just avoid it. Aside from that, yes, you're right. It is just being on the left side of the road. But let me tell you something right now. I've been driving for, let's see, I'm 30, I'll be 35 this year, uh, six, almost. Tw- I've been driving for almost 20 years, which means that I've driven a certain way for 20 years. Well, All of your driving instincts, you think just do the opposite, but your brain does not work that way because so many times in driving, you have to... your instincts are like in reverse. They're in reverse. So like if you're, if nothing bad happens and it's a clear road, it's like, of course you have time to think. But like when you're in a roundabout and there's shit going on, your brain tells you go right. Like, because you've been driving for 20 years, go right. And that is the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do. And not only that... 
How many fucking times? And it wasn't just me. And I'm so glad that it wasn't just me because I was the first one that drove. And when I drove, like, you're on the left side, but, like, the curb is still on the left over here. And you're, like, I'm I'm just, I'm you're hitting used, it. I was up on the fucking bank of the road. You're like, used to having the curb be on the side that you're on. You're on, right. And like you said, you can cheat toward the curb because obviously you don't want to cheat toward towards the, the cars, right? So if you're, you know, like if you're in America, you're driving on the right side. And wait, what are we talking about? How driving don't hit over here? Yeah, but I get that it hits for them. But I'm saying like it's not. My point is, is like I'm warning people to come over here and think like, oh, I'll drive over here and it'll be easy because all I got to do is do the opposite. Well, yes, like, that's true. I'm not that drunk. Hold, hold on. We drive on the right side. We do. And our wheel is on the left side. Yeah. They drive on the left side and the wheel's on the right side. That part isn't any different. But when we're... But it's not, though. It's not. We with the, the, curb, the curb is over here. That's true. But when you are driving in the... Actually, that is true. It is true. You know what? Dumb. Well, but it's just it's, it's just it, not being my used point to it. is is you're just not used to it. And you're wanting to cheat this way. Actually, no, you know, I don't think it's none of that. I think it's a thing I want to bring up is like all they shit is older over here, all their streets is older. They're tiny. They're smaller. They're more narrow. In America, our streets are way bigger. And I think that's all it is. You cheat in the same direction. You cheat the same way. That's true. But the 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 uh the streets are smaller so over here you cheat against traffic yeah which is coming at you you cheat against it but the curb is right there because the street is more narrow so you cheat against traffic and you hit the curb okay but when, but when you are driving on the highway a divided highway right yeah but you didn't do very much of that no but we did some of we it so like you're on the right side and like you're on the left side i'm normally like i'm driving on the right side and if I'm in the fast lane, that's the interior lane, right? And so me as a driver, I'm right here and I can see the yellow line. I know. So like I, but, I know, but you're right. But, but when I was on the curb, it was the opposite right, of that. Right. It, dude, it's just that, again, you you're think not used to it. you're not used to it. But this we're talking, I've driven one way for 20 years. And then you get over here, which is funny to me that like, they just see your American license and just go, have fun. Yeah, you can have a car. Have, have fun. Do the opposite. But like, You're going to pay us, right? You're going to pay us? Yeah. Yeah, you can have a car. You guys might want to get the insurance. Yeah. Just to let you know, which we should have because we definitely dinged the fuck out of that car. Well, we did get the insurance. I know we did, but I'm saying, did you see the car after we got through with it? We didn't fucking hit shit. We had scratches all along the side of it from where I hit the curb and stuff. And we hit that fucking barrel. You remember when we hit that we barrel? We didn't do nothing to that car. That car I was, saw it. Them shit was there already. Maybe. We didn't fucking run into no goddamn... We hit a barrel? We Those barrels are we tough. We didn't hit a barrel. We absolutely... I hit a barrel. What do you mean hit a barrel? Those you big ass like barrels. You and knock it over. Yes, we did. No. You hit and knocked over a barrel? You did too. No, I didn't. Yes, you no, did. No, I hit a truck. But here's what happened. <laughs> You did hit a truck. You hit the window of a With truck. Just the rear view mirror. But when I say I hit it, it was like, it was literally like that. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. No, I ran I over a barrel. At, I looked at the mirror after we got out and it was fine. I ran over a barrel. Dude, there was a, I'm not saying it was there before, but we, there was a big scrape on the side of the car, but we got the insurance. So who gives we a shit? We didn't fuck it up that much, dude. I don't give a fuck if we did. We, we bought did, the insurance. But we did a good job is all I'm saying. We did a pretty good job. Yeah. But, but, okay. But we did a pretty good job, but I was absolutely terrified the entire time. 
Like in America, I don't like driving. Like, it's not like that's a thing that I enjoy, but I'm so used to it that it's like, whatever. You know, if I'm driving long way, I can just be like, whatever. No, at 10 and 2 the whole time I was there, and it was just like this the whole time. So, we're we doing this. Are we doing? And then, like, because we're so used to going right, we would go to make, like, a turn, and other cars would be coming, and it looked off to us, and we thought we were about to get a head-on collision, like, so many fucking times. Like, it didn't. I have to pee. You want to keep talking? No, no. We've done an hour. We could be done. Yeah, y'all holler at us so quick. Well, we'll be back with Clearing on Airs. We will be back with Clearing Airs. But yeah, putting on airs at gmail.com. Yeah, email us, questions, concerns, all that stuff. And hey, like, subscribe, download, tell all your friends. If you enjoy this show, I bet you have a friend that would too. And please excuse us that this episode isn't the quality that you're used to. Professor Rutt, Perfect. Producer Russ, Producer Russ is not here, but we're doing our best, and we hope you've enjoyed this, and we love y'all very much, and thank you for allowing us yeah. to do this show. You're right. You would not have done that if I hadn't made you feel like you had to do that, but you definitely didn't have to do that. Do what? What you just did, because that's what Clear and Nerves is for. You were right. Oh. You were right to just stand up and walk away. And I oh, right. Anyway, one, two, three, love y'all. Bye. One, two, Bye. Rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. What's up, Airheads? How goes it? It's your boy, Professor Cho. I'm sans Trey. I'm so sorry to disappoint y'all. He is sick as a dog. He wanted to be here with y'all, but he was like, uh, uh, I swear, I'm just going to tough it out. And I was like, baby, listen, ain't nobody on earth needs you to get any sicker to read some lovely emails. I can handle it by myself. I will miss you, but I can handle it by myself. So y'all send him... You well wishes, tweet at him and tell him, hey, baby, we hope you feel better. We've just been all out of sorts on putting on theirs. We've been doing online episodes, and this week was a different episode. I swear to God, we're about to get back to normal. Your boys got his plane ticket, flying out to Burbank, uh, as you're hearing this after Thanksgiving, to film a regular batch of episodes. But I've, I've had fun doing what we've been doing uh, the past couple weeks. It's nice to switch it up. Uh, every now and then, and checking on the comments, as I do, yet I shouldn't do. It seems like y'all enjoyed it, too, so it was really nice. We really appreciate the support. We are the best fans in the world because we know that y'all know that we have other stuff going on, and we try, and we try, and we try, and every now and then, we just gotta, you know, call an audible. Omaha, whatever. And uh, thus, we are calling one right now. Trey's sick, but we went, he will be better in December, December 15th through 17th, and you should come see me and Trey at Zany's in Nashville. We're doing our homecoming Christmas shows. You can get those tickets at wellreadcomedy.com or treycrowder.com. And while you're on treycrowder.com, you can check out all the bonus stuff that he has going on. As for bonus stuff for me, you can go to parttimefunnyman.com. That is my sub stack, which, by the way, I want to share the great news with you our airheads. I just became a bestseller on Substack. Yeah, that's what's up, huh?
Huh? How about it, Corey? All right. You can sign up for $5 a month, but if you ain't got the money, just email buttercreamcorey at gmail.com, and I'll take care of you. No questions asked. Okay. Now that we've got all that business out of the way, hope y'all enjoyed this past episode. Next week, me and Trey will be back to our normal business. Let's get to some emails. How about it? Subject line opera. This is from Louise Hope. If y'all are really opera curious, yeah, you know we are, (laughs) I suggest going to see a live performance of almost anything by Gilbert and Sullivan. Technically, these are operetta, not opera, because the dialogue is spoken rather than sung, but it should ease you in gently, and they're in English, so you will know what's going on. I am offended that you think that we need to be eased into opera, Louise. You think we, we are... Our redneck brains, we don't have the palate to go full-bore fat lady wearing a Viking helmet, shattering glasses with her voice. We have to go to an operetta. Well, guess what? You're probably right. That's a good call. I appreciate you. All right. Let's see here. We got, uh, oh, man, no, no doubt, can't believe it, a super, super long one. But I'm going to read it because I love y'all. This is the subject. <laughs> oh, God, the next two are so long. We might only do three. I love so much. I love so much that y'all send 19 paragraph emails. I really do. It's great. But it does mean that oftentimes we can't get to all of them. But I'm going to read a couple of these today. Uh, Subject line bowling. This is from Lauren Corum. Hey, y'all. First, let me say I freaking love putting on airs. It was recently introduced to me, and I have literally listened to just about every episode in the short span of a few weeks. Needless to say, with all that listening to y'all's sweet southern drawls, my southern accent that I have worked for years to tamper down is out in full force now. But I digress. Main point of this email was to suggest a topic for the Venn diagram segment and or for the history lesson. Bowling! I'm originally from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and have made my home for the last 18 years in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, there you go. Love Knoxville. My family and I went bowling last night, kind of on a whim, and we had a good time. Not to mention the people watching The people watching was off the chain. All sorts of folks in there, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do, especially if you're at the bowling alley I think that you were at. It made me start reminiscing about my school days in South Carolina and how bowling was kind of the thing to do for a while. It was even offered in my high school as a P.E. credit. God dang, you lucky son of a bitch. And we got to go to the local bowling alley during school hours and dick around over there for a grade. Education, am I right? Anyway, my husband and I started talking about how all bowling alleys, in the South at least, kind of look the same, smell the same, draw the same interesting crowds, all seem to be stuck in some sort of time warp, and are ultimately all kind of janky. But then, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure upscale bowling has become a thing these days in larger cities, and I know for sure that the rich folk back in the day would often have bowling alleys built into their homes. I'm curious on the history of bowling and how it went from being something only fancy people had access to to now being something that you can <laughs> you can go do under a black light for $2 a game and dollar jello shots being sold behind the bar until 1 a.m. Just throwing that out there for y'all. Bowling kind of falls in the same category as golfing, yard games, and whatnot. Thanks for reading and thanks for making me laugh on a regular basis. Hope to see y'all live one of these days. Sincerely, Lauren Corum. Lauren, that is a freaking wonderful and detailed request there, and I will send that along to Trey. I, too, would like to talk about bowling. I'm a huge bowling fan. I'm one of those, I think a lot of people probably relate to this, I'm one of those types of bowlers that is either real damn good 
or sucks, and I'm talking between, you know, like frames or like between, uh, is it a frame, like around, like I'll come out there and we'll play one game of bowling and I'll be, and when I say really good, I mean like, you know, high uh hundreds like one that you know up in there and then the next time i'm like hit a 60 i've got to bowl everything i don't know sometimes and i throw my butt out too i i bowl weird like you know most people spin it like if you're right-handed you spin it to the left i'm right-handed but i spin it to the right i under curve my hand like a little goose motion and uh it pulls my butt every time so anyways i don't know yeah i'd love to talk about bowling uh, subject line, Beverly Hills this is from Amanda Montgomery. Hey, fellas, I just re-listened to the Beverly Hills episode because while I remembered that I had been very passionate about something while listening to it, life got in the way and I couldn't remember what it was. It was, <laughs> it was just as hitting second time through, fellas. A plus. Oh, thank you. The first thing that made me shout was the story about the rich dude in rags at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Oh, well, first thing I should probably say is I lived in L.A. for eight years trying to break into film and then TV writing. I had spent five years at Industrial Light and Magic up here in the Bay Area, so I had had a taste of the biz but wanted more. So my now husband left Pixar and I left ILM, and off we went to try to find ourselves jobs getting coffee and picking up dry cleaning for those in power in Hollywood. Our parents were so proud <laughs> and so happy to have spent all that money on fancy pants colleges to have us trying to start over in our late 20s. But I digress. That's how we airheads do. Yes, you certainly do, and I love it. So, the clothes thing. I totally hear you on that. It's one of the things that bugged me retroactively about Pretty Woman. The idea that Rodeo Drive boutique workers would ask someone to leave because they're dressed trashy is probably the most unrealistic thing about that movie. And that's saying something, am I right? When you walk in somewhere, be it a restaurant, boutique, or freaking car wash, everyone starts with the assumption you're some rich person they don't recognize, and you have to prove them wrong before they'll change their tune. It's actually kind of nice, because at the end of a long day, having your soul crushed by the callous disregard of the folks you work for, it's nice to go somewhere and feel special, even in your peasant garb. <laughs> that was the, it will beat you down that Trey was talking about, and I felt the emphasis on each of those words as he spoke them. I very much appreciate that you recognize you entered the fray on a level most people never see. I know it's just as brutal on the self-esteem, but I've always assumed making some actual money while you're there must make it a little better. It definitely does. We wouldn't know. We tried breaking into TV writing in the exact moment in time when reality TV eliminated like half of the scripted network programming jobs and a good bit before there were 75,000 other channels and streaming places and the like where you could go to prove you had talent. Also, I don't have a dick, and that slowed me down getting meetings when the overwhelming percentage of writers were dudes who hired other dudes so they could dude together. You are a great writer, by the way. <laughs> I remember being on a call with my boss once. Y'all know what y'all know what when you talk to anyone in that town, there's at least one assistant on mute listening in, right? Taking notes and such. Yes, we do know that. It's very annoying. And the agent he was talking to about writers was like, oh man, you got to meet these two guys who are, oh wait, do you need any women right now? To which my boss said, nah, we're good. And the agent resumed waxing poetic about the genius of two dudes who just had to get hired on the show my boss produced. It wasn't meant, it wasn't meant to be for us, but man, oh man, I hope it works out great for y'all. Me too. 
Oh, and I know it wasn't meant to be because in the last few months before I got pregnant with our first kid, I had final round interviews with J.J. Abrams, Amy Sherman Palladino, and Shonda Rhimes to be their assistant and got none of the jobs, obviously. Oh, I'm sorry, that's a bummer. If that ain't a big neon sign telling me to head back to my own people, I don't know what is. So I had a baby and we left for friendlier skies. Well, there I've gone, being all wordy, and I still have things to say. I'll try to wrap it up quick. (laughs) I'll try to wrap it up quick. She says, after nine paragraphs, I love it. Re, feeling like a fraud in rich neighborhoods. This is something both fancy people and trash have in common, actually, because you can't never be too fancy that someone isn't still fancier than you, be it new money slash old money, the amount of money, the way you make the money, etc. There's always a hierarchy so someone can look down on someone else. I grew up among the wealthy of Marin County, but in Novato, which is the northernmost town in Marin, and by far the least affluent. We were the trash in the eyes of the kids from the towns closer to San Francisco. No names, but towns which sound like Shimmerburn and Schimmel Valley and Schmelvedere and Schmoss. Oh, I see what you're doing here. I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry that I didn't pick up on that joke. I was just happy that I could pronounce stuff. And were mocked and considered hicks and cowboys and stuff. To be fair, I did have a horse, but they didn't know that. Privileged asshats. There are parts of this country I've never even visited because I feel like I'd get arrested crossing the city lines. And I'm 50, goddammit. Re, living in L.A. Trey, I think you're doing it right in Burbank. We lived in Sherman Oaks in Studio City, and I hated the days when I had to go over the hill into L.A. proper to work. There's this desperation in the air on the south side of Mulholland that I found suffocating, and it was always a relief to cross back over that hill to get home to the valley where even rich and famous people live to avoid their peers. You'd see them around, but no one bothered them in the valley, and it was kind of nice. One night, I remember checking out at the grocery store at Coldwater and Ventura, and I looked behind me in line, and the tiny red-headed woman with a cart full of stuff she was buying herself was Reba McIntyre, y'all. She gave me a big smile, and I smiled back, and we went out buying groceries. Crazy shit. And finally, Jesus. <laughs> And finally, Burbank Airport rocks. It just does. LAX is a nightmare. My kid was born at the hospital in Burbank across from Disney, and we were able to call my mom when my water broke at 4 a.m., and she was there by 10 thanks to that airport and Southwest Airline. I always look forward to the stuff you're doing. They say laughter is good for the heart, so that makes it easy to love y'all. Amanda, a.k.a. Mama Mon. Tosaki, Mama Mama Montosaki in some of the other formats where I follow you. P.S. <laughs> oh. P.S. Corey, I have a gift for you and your sister to thank you for Little House of the Dragon and wanted to get permission to send it to you before I looked you up like a stalker using tax records and found your address that way, which I totally have not done. It's a little Game of Thrones things for Kirby and a little souvenir from ILM that I think you'll like based on the tour you recently gave of your office. Please let me know if it's okay to send. It is certainly... (laughs) I feel like we fucking know each other now. Hell yeah, it's okay to sin. You can come over for dinner for the love of God. I love you. That was great. And uh, 
I don't think you should give up writing because I was entertained just from that fucking email. It's listen, it's easier now to get your writing out there. Start a Substack. I'll promote you. Uh, do something. Zoom exists now. You can live wherever you want and, and go to the meetings. But that was lovely. I thank you. We do not have time for another email. You have taken up all the time, and I'm happy that you did because I enjoyed reading that correspondence, and I hope that we have many more in the future. Thank you guys so much for listening to Putting On Airs or watching Putting On Airs, but most importantly, for telling your friends about Putting On Airs. We really appreciate it. We've noticed that we're getting a lot of new comments on old episodes on YouTube, and that could only come from you guys telling your friends about it and people discovering it for the first time, and that hits super, super hard for us. It's helping us get more sponsors, uh, and it's helping us make this thing bigger, and if we can make this thing bigger, uh, we won't have as many of these hiccups, such as, uh, you know, like, we'll, we'll, I'll have a studio here, <laughs> you know, trail fly out here every now and then, and uh, we're also, we're, we're working on merch right now, so stay tuned. Uh, we love y'all. We really do appreciate all the support. Go to patreon.com slash Trey Crowder for Trey's bonus stuff. And again, parttimefunnyman.com for my bonus stuff. But if uh, doing any of that is going to take away your support for this show, don't do it. Just support this show. Tell your friends. We love y'all. Leave us a five-star review. Stay fancy, motherfuckers. Bye-bye.